This is the Barely Educated Podcast. We are in episode 108, and we are just outside of the 2023 NFL season. The Bears have reported to camp, as have all the teams, I guess. But uh, naturally, we are here to talk about our beloved Chicago Bears. My name is Chris Teichler. I am the meatball composer, and I'm joined by my partner, as always, Dr. Mark Jansen. Mark, good to see you. Good to see you, Chris. How's your summer been? Must we wrap it um, up? It's been a very, very hot summer. So I spent a lot of time inside or in our pool, which is fixed. Our pool is fixed. So that's nice. That's kind of nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, done. Uh, did some uh, traveling in June. And this last weekend, met some friends from Chicago out in Kansas City. Spent the weekend with them. That was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. Just trying to get uh, back into the school routine. Meeting started last week. It's uh, that time of year. Yeah, our meetings are next week. But my wife and kids are all back oh. this week. How has your summer been lately since it's we left? It's been busy. We were in London for a week. Right after we talked to Max, if I'm remembering right. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Came back, picked up the kids, got a puppy. All right. German Shepherd puppy. So that's been kind of crazy. Fun, okay. but they're but puppies are crazy. Yes, they are. So I, maybe that's what? why the maybe that's why the cubs are crazy. They're also a baby mammal. They are. They've been nuts. It's, it's uh, pretty wild to watch from a distance. It's like, okay, cubs, we see you. I'm not quite sure how long this is gonna continue. Okay, you're still contenders. Yeah, they're probably not going to score 40 plus runs in every series. I've uh, I've resigned that that's probably an outlier this way. <laughs> the least Homer take he's going to have on the episode. <laughs> that's right. That's right, my friend. By the way, if I was a Cubs fan, I would be screaming to re-sign Bellinger already. Oh my gosh, yes. Like, what are you doing? Do it now. Don't even let that get to a market because it's going to be huge if you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, what an amazing signing. Um, so yeah, shout out to the, the baby bears, but yeah, we got a puppy. I sprained my ankle again. So oh. that was fun. Oh no. Cause of said puppy taking the puppy out and I missed a step on the deck somehow and rolled the ankle and went down like a sack of potatoes and kind of <laughs> chucked the puppy lightly off to the side. Cause worse than falling would be me landing on her. And I was Please. like, Oh, that's bad. That's a bad one. So. So you protected the puppy while you fell. Attempted to. That is, <laughs> that, way. that is a hero move, sir. She heals a lot quicker than I do. Probably thought that through. <laughs> so yeah, we're busy. Busy, yeah. busy. Did I see your, your girls started school? Did I see that on Facebook? Yeah, they're back in school. <laughs> and Jenna was back like the 24th with all their in-service, which is so early. It's crazy. Yeah, that's too early. For all you teachers, get the summers off, people. No, we don't. <laughs> no. It's so Especially not her. My gosh, she got like three weeks. Mm. Yeah. And that's even- less vacation than your standard corporate gig would give you. If you count the two weeks she gets at winter, it's like six total with a fall break or whatever. Something I don't know what it is. It's a little more than that, but it's not so far off to be a meme like it can be. So there's my rant for the day that doesn't involve the bears. And do you get the emails throughout the semester like, hey, we need you here on campus. There's a prospective student or. Oh, yeah. Zoom meetings. Yeah. Every now and then. I mean, it's my job is definitely more in the 
the awesome flexibility category, but but people who think teachers like elementary teachers mm -hmm. don't work enough are way off. Yeah. Uh, but you know, our hours are really super flexible. But for me, it's like you know, I'm not teaching this particular summer, but I'm working on various books and doing things that are expected for the university to be happy with me. So it's there's always still work. It's just more on your own schedule, which is awesome, but it's not like you get to just do nothing all summer if you want to stay in the field. Yeah. So, but it's an awesome career. I love it. That also, sounds, go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, that sounds like a good place to transition to bears. Yeah. You were about to say something else. <laughs> I was transitioning to bears. Oh, perfect. I was going to say, also awesome is the recent bears news yeah normally I think it's pretty awesome good yeah, at least usually we would do a show and then something like this would happen then a big signing would happen oh dear what's coming up tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> something uh maybe something better but yeah what is what is said breaking news that you would uh it's funny before i do that you mentioned we were gonna try for wednesday and then we decided to do friday <laughs> Yeah. And now we were after the news, which was yesterday. Thanks, so man. Bears have made two signings. One's way bigger deal than the other. But Yannick Ngakwe. Yes. Not a hard name. Not really that hard. <laughs> Ngakwe. We can do this, people. Mm. I believe in you, 670 the score, Bob. <laughs> hey, Bob. Ngakwe. Nguki, yeah. I like this uh, Nguki. I like that signing. They can't even keep straight, like... Jenkins, you know, so forget it. <laughs> All Sean Jeffries, yeah, Jeffries that? is like the all-time funniest one, probably. Oh gosh. Anyway, uh, they the Bears have their third down pass rusher. It'll be interesting to see how much they use him on other downs, but he's never had less than eight sacks in a season. Had nine or ten last year, ten and a half. Uh, let me see here. The total I... is always respectable. Yeah, and blows the. The rest of this roster out of the water. Nine and a half sacks. Nine and a half. Yeah. Close enough. Um, and this is someone who's, they've had questions about it, run support. And, you know, did you see his press conference or see any of the tweets no, from it? I did he not. He met with the media just now. Oh, nice. pretty good. Um, which I, I think that can't be that easy a thing to do, like, day one. He said in response to the run question, because the snarky, Bears media had to ask, I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure who asked the question that they'll find out this year, meaning he's obviously saying that he's going to try to be better at that. And I'm thinking, I don't really care. I need you on the field, third down, flying up the field in the quarterback's face. Because mm -hmm. that's what I know this defense can't do enough of right now. Correct. Or prior to the signing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, his last few years, he had uh, nine and a half sacks uh, last year. With the Colts, year before that, ten sacks with the Raiders, uh, and then the year before that, twenty twenty season, he was actually on two teams, uh, had a total of eight sacks. So yeah, eight sacks has been his um, his uh, his floor, shall we say? And man, heck, I'll take it. Did the Bears have anyone with eight sacks in the last couple of years? Well, Robert Quinn, I guess, and his. Uh... Well, there's this record year, of course. But last uh, year, Demarcus Walker had what seven last year for okay. the Titans. Okay. I think so. That was the first signing, and the next signing was Mercedes Lewis this morning, who's two years yeah. older than Ryan Poles. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So the Bears are just taking the Packers' uh, tight end room from last year, pretty much, right? That's the strategy, my friend. Can't beat them. Get them to join you. Yeah, that's right. 
So I guess he's, you know, for, for like when you want a sixth lineman kind of blocking red zone style stuff, I don't think he's here to do much else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think it really means anything for the line or what they think of the line. I think they've always been wanting a guy like that with their run heavy O. Mm -hmm. Tough yards and all. So, sure, whatever. But I think at this point, you know, the roster is basically set. And obviously, you know, we'll have further episodes where there's been cuts made and we talk more about that. Which we should note, we hope to be back in the roughly weekly pattern now until the season. And then we'll do the two. It's that time of year. Pre and post. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we are, we're ramping up again. Uh, but I think it's a good time now to step back and look at the roster. Like I'd be really stunned if they did anything else significant. This was the last piece in Gakwe. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about that. Pick your brain. Cause, uh, looking at his numbers over the last few years, they look better than what you would expect someone who's been on six teams in the last five years. You know what I mean? It is weird. So why, why is it that all these other two, like his first four years were in Jacksonville. Uh, so he was, he was part of that really good uh, Jacksonville defense in, uh, was it right? The AFC championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the year before the Bears won fluke year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 uh, my that's my chronological linchpin. I do all my relative dating of NFL years to the last really good Bears year. <laughs> that's a, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, yeah. The year before yeah, the Jaguars then the Bears did it. Yeah. So why has he been on so many Yeah, two and twenty the Vikings and uh, Ravens and then uh twenty one the Raiders and then last year the Colts, this year the Bears. Why are teams only having them signing into one-year deals? And that's what the Bears did. It's a one-year deal, like ten and a half million, which ten million is guaranteed. Nicely done, sir. <laughs> signed uh, August third and fourth. Yeah. So like whatever you know, leaked and then signed. Why are teams not giving him longer deals with this output? Do you think? Is it because he's not a probably because he's end? not viewed as a complete defensive end? But Pastor, yeah, it's, it is weird. Chandler Jones has been on a few teams now here lately too, right? There's been a few good ends bounce around a little, but Gakwe's bounced around as much as anybody like in the league. Yeah, it's unusual. It is. I'm trying to think of someone else that that would that would be that productive that's moved around that much. Yeah, and I guess being a one year deal, it's only on this year's cap, right? So it doesn't affect. Uh, next year's money at all so maybe maybe polls is looking at this too as like uh, all right prove it man let's see what you got i'm sure at least one of those deals probably the one coming out of jacksonville was a multi-year and then cut before it was over yeah type of thing but i i don't know that it's worth looking up exactly but i think it's probably the one one trick pony kind of thing even though okay. i think that might be overstated and like I always wonder about that too. Like, okay, so they're going to run around right at the guy. Well, then don't play him in the running situation. Like, <laughs> this isn't rocket science. This is actually a test of the competence of a coaching staff on a certain level. Mm. I, I mean, sure, offenses can hurry you up and not let you make a sub. I get that. But by and large, this is a pass rushing specialist at the going rate for a pass rushing specialist mm -hmm. on a team that did not have one. No. No pass rush of any kind. <laughs> Unless you count Robinson, because he's kind of that same 
twitchy, quick up the field, not really stout in the run game kind of player, but he's second year, so we don't know anything really on him. So like they they had to do something here. Absolutely. And he was the best available one, and it makes quite a bit of sense for the Bears. So with the roster complete, what do you think of Ryan Poles' second offseason? And then we can springboard that into how we're feeling about him as a GM. Well, I think it's unfolded exactly how the uh, the the people that were not in the um, learn-to-win category, you know. It, it, <laughs> things have unfolded pretty much as was expected. You know, Poles uh, stockpiled some picks. He uh, saved his money and then went out and greatly improved the roster just in one year. And that's what uh, um, a lot of us were saying he would do once it was clear that the tank was on, you know, just to kind of uh, not surrender last year, but to basically say, okay, this year isn't as important as the next three, four, five. So that's what we're going to build towards. And he's, he's done that. This yeah, is- I had to reset the cap. I yeah. had to get draft capital. They're never going to call it a tank, but that's what they did last year. And it was probably on from the jump. And then once they started losing, it was like even more obvious, but like, yeah, I- I take comfort from that thought. I have no evidence beyond the record and the roster, but it sure bodes much better for the future than he thought last year's roster would be good. Right? Like, mm-hmm. And clearly he pivoted quickly if he thought that. So I really don't think he thought that. Uh, this is the plan's next step. The Bears are much deeper. They are much better on paper, health notwithstanding, of course. And I, I think this is a fun exercise. Let's go through and figure out how many players in the starting 11 on each side of the ball okay. are new or playing a different position. Okay. Okay, so offense. Repeats are obviously Claypool. Let's say it's three receivers and a tight end and one back. Okay. okay. Lots of continuity. Two receivers, tight end. That's continuity. Herbert, if he's starting his continuity, more is new. It's like the biggest addition for sure. Fields is the same. O-line only has Braxton Jones. Now, you could say, yeah, but Jenkins just moved one guard to the other, which that's fine. Okay, so two. Whitehair moving guard to center, I call a change. Yeah. And by the way, that one worries me a little bit. That's, I think, the new weak link on the team. Okay. He's done it before, though, at a decent level. Forever ago in NFL years. Okay, fair. And he always struggled to snap, and they said he had a bad couple snaps this week. Just a little iffy on that. I know we can handle the blocking part. So Lucas Patrick is not going to be penciled in as the... Not right now. It's been white hair this week. Okay. The other thing about the timing of this finally returning to recording, it's like we got news out of training camp for a week's worth of real practices. Yeah. Um, if that's not a misnomer, but (laughs) (laughs) we talking about practice. No, uh, so he's, he's the center and I know he can handle it on a certain level. And I have questions about snap consistency, but that's what four or five spots on the offense that are new. Yeah. Plus Robert Tunyon, if you count a second tight end, maybe let's just say it's four. It's not very many, but the defense Justin Jones is the only holdover that we know is starting on the line <laughs> or, or on the front seven. Sanborn might be. I like I think he is, 
but I think they're going to be in a nickel so much that yeah. I think that the base defense is actually nickel. That's what I think, too. I think they're only going to have two linebackers on the field most of the time. Like 60 70% of the snaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In which case, you have Justin Jones, three new people with him, two <laughs> new linebackers, that's five. One new, one new corner, that's six. Huge Over half of the defense has been yeah. I don't know. I didn't do like some deep dive in years past or other teams, but I would be very curious what that usually portends for a team to have that much changeover on a defense, especially. They always say you can do defenses pretty quick and offense takes a lot longer to build. Yes. And And that was was so bad that it's absolutely justified to get half of them out of there. (laughs) So bad. And I, I hope people don't forget just how bad it was. I mean, the bears were scoring, around 30 points and losing <laughs> for like six straight weeks or yeah. whatever it was. So maybe the worst bears defense. Well, I don't know that, uh, that second year Trestman defense was pretty terrible too, but certainly but I one still of the worst. Say, sign yeah. me up for losing shootouts. I'm sick of all D no O teams. Yeah. I had more fun last year with that three win team than many seasons. Yes. It was because more they, it was more fun. And, and I'd, I'd rather fun, Justin but... take the step than the defense take the step. Mm-hmm. But, the Bears are clearly trying to compete this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've added depth. Now, my big concern on the roster top to bottom is I think it lacks star power. Last year, it lacked NFL starters. <laughs> it did. Those receivers were garbage after Mooney. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Those linebackers were garbage. Garbage. Until Sanborn started starting once they traded for that like window with no row quant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The D line was unspeakably bad. Yeah. By the way, quick uh quick comment about Roquan. Did you notice as soon as he's off the Bears, he makes the NFL top one hundred list and is in Hilarious. like twenty five? Like he's hello. Not, now he- now that he's a Ravens middle linebacker, he's comically oh overrated. Gosh, it's he's just... really good, but he's just not gonna like win you a bunch of games like that contract suggests he will. Yeah, I I thought that was and the... he's kind of a mess off the field that just gets no press. But I I just wouldn't have trusted him with the money with how he acted in Chicago. Good luck yep. to him out in Baltimore. Maybe it'll be better there for him. He got his bag, but the Bears defense should be averageish. I do wish there were stars. Even if we like Jalen Johnson a lot, he's not a star. Eddie Jackson is not a star. He could be, or he could have been. It yeah, sure he's got to like stay it. healthy. He's got a chance to have a Pro Bowl year. So does Brisker. Bunch yep. of them oh, can Brisker. be Pro Bowlers or could be really good NFL players for a long time. But I just I had that thought when they showed like the stars on the the. the the abomination of a game that was last night's game. Oh, I, I didn't like it. 10 minutes, but they did like Quinn and Williams and, you know, just, just the stars on each team. And I was like, yeah, those guys are all better than anyone on the bears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, except for DJ Moore, maybe, but like, especially just thinking about the defense, there's no miles Garrett. I know not every team has that, but there still isn't that like a uh, crud. How do we stop this guy? So they're going to have to do it by committee, and it's nice that they're deeper now because that fits. Jermaine Edmonds could be a star. I get that. He yep. hasn't ever really done it, though. He's got the potential. They're just, but they're all but, way better than what they had last year. Brisker, I think, might be the best player in that secondary, and I think he's got that uh, 
Mike Brown potential. You know what I mean? I feel like he's got that it factor too, yep. possibly. That yep. like the lights are brightest and he makes a crazy play kind of stuff. But that's just a totally subjective. Mm -hmm. Now on offense, you do already have DJ Moore, who I think has been underrated, and I think we're gonna see that with playing with a better quarterback. And obviously Fields is the one you want to become the star. Yes. Duh. But he's not there yet, and like this might as well be the barely educated pot, except for when it comes to being homers for Justin Fields, where we're super educated. And even I admit, still has to prove it in the passing game. Yeah. So the star power thing is a legit concern, but this is not a team that we should accept a five to seven win season from. Agreed. That's what I'm building to. If you believe, as I do, that the roster is much improved and that Justin is the guy and will take a step forward. If the Bears win five or seven games and Justin does that and the defense is improved, then you have to fire the coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a five to seven win season, maybe not seven, maybe if there's a lot of injuries, you could forgive that, means either Justin's not the guy or the coach isn't. I think we should try to set the bar at like nine, ten wins. I'm not saying this is a championship caliber team, but they, mm -hmm. we got to – let's have a higher standard than – Five wins, six wins. I don't want to hear it. Let's be I, I would agree. I think it's got to be above 500. So, yeah, nine, win, yeah. nine wins. Sure, nine. If the whole O-line is hurt all year and they win eight, you'd be like, okay, it's not the coach's fault. Yeah. yeah and will, I'm not predicting doom and gloom out of the coach. I think he's a big giant unknown, quite honestly, on game day and really good during the week. Well, I think we're going to see. We're going to find out. How the defense does this year with that, uh, like you said, the massive uh, – turnover throughout the whole like if they're still level. bottom five defense he's his coaching staff on that side of the ball and his scheme are a huge problem it's not gonna happen but i don't think that's gonna happen either i don't i'm not saying i don't believe in eberflus i'm just saying i don't know and more to the point i'm saying let's have a higher standard because with they have real nfl players now and they should be much better and some of the predictions I've seen occasionally, but most people I think have them at like that nine-ish range, I think is about right. Mm -hmm. um, but again, if you believe in fields, you can't think they're going to be terrible again, or he was bad, or and the if, coach was bad. And if you're not a Packers fan or Colin Coward, it seems like the consensus is that he's going to be, uh, we're going to see some jump from yeah. him. Yeah, so. I, I mean, Dan Orlovsky's got him in the MVP conversation. And this is something else I wanted to talk about for it was Greenberg, I think. Yeah. That is Greeny. Yeah. Justin Fields, I think, was like seventh or something on the Vegas odds to win the MVP. And so I poked around about it a little bit and just wanted to see like what that was based on. Because that seems at first blush, like how do you take that at first blush? Um, it seems surprising because of all the um the criticism that went around in last year's oh yeah he can run but he's not a passer it uh, to me that says that the he is expected to take that step or that leap as a passer um and he's just so dynamic like he he's got star potential like you said he's not a star yet but he's like right on the border looking in uh i mean if um uh what's his name from baltimore if he can be an mvp then you would think certainly fields has that uh uh, potential right. well so like it but, obviously depends on where you look like where you get your odds but it's, yeah but it's like mahomes burrow allen herbert hurts some people throw rogers up there which is interesting because he didn't really have a good year last year by his standards but he could be in revenge mode rogers so sure yeah 
um, Lamar Jackson, and then it's like Fields. That's it, Lamar Jackson, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it's then then it's Fields, and you're yeah. like, really? Is that high? And then the Bears fans are going nuts, like betting him, which is just hilarious, <laughs> but speaks for itself. Well, that's why they did it, yeah. <laughs> and I got to thinking more about it, and I poked around, and I, then I saw a Reddit thread on this, which was like on the NFL Reddit, not the Bears one, which is more interesting in the sense that it's not just Bears fans. And one commenter, I don't remember his name, but shout out to him. Would you like to be interviewed? No. He was like, (laughs) it's not outlandish. You guys are thinking about it wrong. It's about odds to win the MVP, not odds to have a good season. True. And he's like, Justin Fields has so much upside that his odds to win the MVP are way higher than a bunch of QBs that are more accomplished than him because none of them with their best season can win an MVP. Kirk Cousins' best season is good it is more likely to have four thousand yards in the fields mm-hmm. but it's not getting him an mvp ever like you'd have to throw for five thousand yep and right. Dak's best season probably doesn't win an mvp they'll pro- everybody will be like oh it was cd lamb you know like maybe he'd be closer but like some of these guys that you would say if i had to bet my house who'd have a better passing season you'd pick them over fields but they're still not sniffing an mvp whereas if fields takes a huge leap and plays up to the massive potential. Yeah. That top tier quarterbacks are definitely ahead of him. And then he's sort of in the discussion around seven or eight. It actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we went through not saying he's more likely to be better than those guys. Just that the ceiling is what's, what's at stake. Here. Right. And we went through it last year, I think looking at uh, how many MVPs translated into Super Bowls, And it's a lot fewer than you would think than you would expect. Yeah. So that's something to consider as well. And then there's probably something like this in the mind of the odds makers too. Who's exciting enough to sway voters? Mm-hmm. Big jumps in improvement sway voters, and his style will sway people. Like Patrick Mahomes is going to get to Jordan territory, right? Where it's like, eh, we're giving one to Malone. You yeah, know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no, it's it's still Patrick Mahomes, but okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, I think it actually makes sense, even though I don't think he has any real realistic shot at it. No. This year, I'd like to see him be in the Pro Bowl discussion. Mm-hmm. And more than the record, to get back to that real quick, I think the most important thing for this Bears season, and I'm going to sound like the win-now crowd, and I really don't mean that way, but I think it, we should expect for them to be playing meaningful games in December. Yeah. This roster is now good enough with DJ Moore and all the changes on defense that we mentioned that they if they, we should not excuse it, okay? If they're not playing meaningful games, games in december we should be upset yeah and detroit's gonna be good minnesota you know hard to say but green bay is gonna be bad so these divisional games are gonna have a lot more uh, weight at the end of the year too yep and i don't think detroit's a shoe in they're already detroiting all over themselves even though i think <laughs> they have the most talent in the division yeah. uh-huh. who knows man every time detroit gets to where they're like have expectations strange things happen I will say, if the Bears aren't going to win the division, it would be more fun if the Lions did. Agreed. Like as the next pick. Okay, back to quarterbacks, because I think this is a, a story that's always worth checking in on. Why not now? Uh, Sando on The Athletic, Mike Sando, did his annual quarterback tiers, where he interviews like 50 league employees. like So like GMs, scouts, defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators. It's not him. He's just reporting it. And he puts his quarterbacks into tiers based on like the points they get and like what their average tier was when he figures it all out. 
understand easy enough yep okay so the tier one i mean these are the obvious ones mahomes burrow allen rogers i thought that was slightly interesting and herbert oh Herbert. actually okay. i think you almost need another tier for like mahomes burrow and maybe allen oh i'm sorry but aaron rogers in the same tier as patrick mahomes in 2023 is really hoping that aaron rogers channels three years ago I'll give you Holmes and Burrow. Mahomes and Burrow. I'm not sure about Josh. I'm not Allen. sure about Allen either. If he could yeah. stay healthy, like he was amazing last year before he hurt his elbow, but that's kind of the problem. He's just so reckless, which yep. is also a caution for fields. Yep. And then Herbert in tier one, ability wise, yes. Yes. Fun factor, yes. I might put him at the top of tier two. I don't know. It's hair splitting. Tier two goes Hertz, Lamar Jackson, Lawrence. Which seems a little high, though he was really good at the end of the year. He was Prescott, Stafford. That's a projection that he's going to be healthy. Watson. See, this is now. I'm like, what's the method that some of these guys are using? Yeah. Not Sando, but the people he's interviewing. Watson was awful last year. He might get it back this year, but he might not. And then Kirk Cousins is the bottom of tier two, which is fair because he's so productive. Yeah. Tier three is Murray, Carr, Goff, Wilson, Tua, Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Fields, Tannehill, Mac Jones. I'll take Fields over any of those guys. So he's in the right tier, in my opinion. This is where I was getting to. Yeah. But he's behind this. It's ranked with a number by his name. Okay. 21. That's I will take him. If they put him at the top of that tier, that puts him at 13. That sounds That sounds about right. It's is Kyler point. Murray a better passer? Yes. Would I take him over Fields? No. Carr, ditto. Goff, ditto. Russell Wilson, which Russell Wilson? <laughs> not last year's not last one before year. that for a one season sure but are we doing this for a year or like yeah. moving forward Tua, nope jimmy garoppolo you're kidding me daniel jones are you kidding nope. me nope. gino smith hey if gino smith repeats it i'll listen i think he's too low too he I had a heck of a year but he's got to yeah, do it did. again and then the other two it's like fine so he was in tier four last year. He's in tier three this year. That part I agree with. I just don't agree with like the number. Be higher up, yeah. And um, and they're interviewing him. They interviewed him on Hogan Johns yesterday. I haven't actually listened yet, but one of the things they said they were going to ask him about was like if there was any trend on the way fields. I hope they did. Was rated based, like D coordinators think he's a nightmare, but O coordinators see the the limitations and the footwork and stuff like like. Is there any trend in how different types of people ranked him? Because the other thing we should bring up in the context of Justin Fields is he checked in in the NFL Top 100 as voted by the players. Yeah, but so did Tim Tebow. It's such an <laughs> unscientific experiment, right? Like they just kind of randomly do it in the locker yeah, room after I, practice or something. I'm not a fan of the NFL. I think it's pretty 100. bogus most yeah. of the time. But I do think it. what it made me remember is really what's important here, I think. All the teams that beat the bears down the stretch that were like, that was a tough game, man. Justin Fields is so hard to tackle. This kid's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like the Eagles players and the bills yep. players, players know like game knows game kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I guess we could just maybe with a big asterisk celebrate a bears quarterback mm -hmm. being the one that's off the list, even if it's a goofy process. It is, and you know, Jay Cutler should have made a couple of those. You know, back in the day too. It, so, so I don't put much stock. So, in it. but you're right. You're right. A Bears quarterback did make the list. So yes. So back to the tiers. 
Pierce. What's what's to stop Justin Fields from doing what Jalen Hurts did, jumping from right. one up to one t- lower tier up to the top of the second tier? Mm-hmm. I, I he should. If he doesn't, we should be disappointed. This is the year. I love Justin Fields, but this is the year. If he doesn't, he's I'll be together. shocked. Really, I really will. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to like be like the sixth best QB in the league. No one doubts it, but he should be in the discussion for a Pro Bowl. The numbers should look better. DJ yep. Moore helps a ton, and he looks more confident with the offense. And I suppose that brings us to training camp reports. Have you been keeping up? I have not. I've been in meetings too much to keep up. But uh, so, real quick, one thing about Fields, though, like in terms of why I'm confident he is going to take that step, is that we kn- we know what he needs to work on. It's not like, oh my gosh, he's got so much. Like with Mitch, yeah, he's got this raw talent, but he's lacking here, lacking here, lacking here. With Fields, it's about uh, processing and then going with it, not waiting for the home run every time. Like take yeah. what you can get. Like it's, been it's the Nate Tice point, and I'm glad you brought it to mind. He does the hard stuff easily. Yes. And he can fix the easy stuff, whereas Mitch couldn't do the hard stuff, and it was just never going to do the hard stuff. Right. Exactly. That's a much better way of saying what I was trying to say. <laughs> but, like, like Fields isn't going to take a sack on fourth down running out of bounds. Yeah. You Mitch doing stuff like that. Yep. All right. Before we get to uh, training camp, uh, got to ask you about the Colcomet contract signing or or extension uh what do you how do you feel about that i like it it's a good deal for both sides Komet is a young ascending player they need to keep the ones of those that they have i like that it shows that brian poles is going to reward young guys even if he didn't draft them true as i do think that's got to be in the back of your head anytime there's a regime change and so i think it's a good locker room kind of thing in that regard and he's only 24. I mean, this this is a perfectly reasonable player to extend for a bunch of reasons. Right. Major, major step forward last year. He's a good all-around tight end. I think that money puts him like sixth or something in the league. And as a pass catcher, he's probably not quite that high, but you're projecting some more development. Mm-hmm. And um, there aren't that many complete tight ends left either. So I think it's fine. This is, a course, a franchise with plenty of cap space. Yes, and... Yeah, I think that uh, with getting DJ Moore, having a healthy uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, Chase Claypool, and this rookie that seems to be showing good stuff in camp too. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. I think that's just going to open up more opportunities, passes for Komet. So, um. Yeah, he may not be you know the, the sixth or seventh best pass catching tight end in the NFL right now, but uh, maybe that's coming. And you could very well say by the end of the year, if you yeah. want to go complete tight ends, mm-hmm. he'd be in that discussion. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to turn into Travis Kelsey, but oh, no, 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 no. He's I'm good. Not... He's a good player. You need to keep your good players when you have this kind yeah. of money. Agreed. And also, I mean, he was really by the end of the season last year, he was really the only guy you needed to uh, to game plan around as a Bears weapon, right? Were you, uh, you know, were you worried about Nikhil Harry <laughs> that much? <laughs> you know. So, like, he was productive when there was not a whole lot of other uh, competition. And, again, in terms of growth, he's not hit the age where they're usually at their peak. So, like, this is a great move for both sides. It's cool. He grew up a Bears fan and gets to stay a Bear. 
Um, but we'll get to camp in a second. We should probably, on the heels of that news, talk about the other two big names from that draft class. Okay. Mooney and Jalen Johnson. First, let me ask, what do you want the Bears to do? Assuming they both, nobody wants money they're not worth. Assume that they want at the max of what they should be wanting realistically. So like, they're not going to give you some huge discount, but they're also not going to try to get paid way more than they're worth. Okay. Do you want them both back? I want them both back. If that's not possible, I'd go with Mooney. I think he's been a more reliable wide receiver than Johnson has been corner only because, or mostly because Johnson seems to get hurt and miss a few games every year. And, and he has, a, and he's so hard to evaluate. Yeah, and you got you drafted Tyreek Stevenson this year, who uh, Terrell Lewis is playing yeah. great too mm-hmm. in camp. I mean, for what it's worth, the rookie out of Minnesota has been splitting reps with Stevenson, and they both have had their moments. Yeah. So, and if Justin Fields is going to be the uh, you know this franchise quarterback we want him to be, he's going to have to have weapons you know so i think mooney has proven enough that he can be i I don't even think we've seen the best of mooney yet i think we will now that he doesn't have uh, the number one pressure on him you know what i mean it's fascinating it's gonna be fascinating to keep an eye on this i would not be at all surprised if they try to get one of them signed yet before season starts yeah like that commit wasn't the end of it by the way they have hit the cap floor we can all quit worrying about Whatever the punishment for that is. Okay. Yay. <laughs> Saw that earlier. Uh, I think the other thing that's really interesting to watch is Claypool Mooney. Okay. Like you got Mooney Johnson, but you really have Claypool Mooney Johnson because no one cares what draft class they were in. What matters is upcoming Bears free agents of note. And this was into the camp discussion because Claypool's having a pretty darn good camp. Ooh. And here's where former student Tim. Former student Tim. Scoffs and throws up his hands and <laughs> turns off the podcast or says in the group text immediately upon hearing it, Claypool always has a good camp. Shut up, Tim. I just know Fields you keeps finding him in the end zone and all the tweets that come out about Bears practice. Two receivers keep standing out other than DJ Moore, who I think everyone just got sick of tweeting about because he was always making plays. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Scott, who you alluded to earlier, nope. and Claypool. And man, it's great to hear about Claypool because I was on record as being very skeptical after he was missing time in the summer and, you know, He's over in pump. Paris doing who knows what. Yeah. On, on the, the runway. List for a day. <laughs> yes. Like, one well, and then he was on the pup list and then right off the pup list. Yeah. It just seemed like it just seemed like it wasn't really going in the right direction. So he's had a really good first week, which means very little for a veteran, by the way. Yeah. He's supposed to be good at camp. He's not a rookie. Right. But it's better than him being terrible. And so what if he has a good year? What does that do to the calculus for Mooney and Johnson? Man, if he has a good year. If he and Mooney have similar stats, Claypool's getting the contract. You can't because have body type. They're going to fall for the six four thing. Yeah, you you can't have enough. Or you can't have too many weapons on offense. You just... I'd sign them both if they both had a good year. Figure it out. Yep. yep. Because this this franchise has to catch up to the rest of the league in the passing game. It does, and I mean we've we've seen in the last. Uh... The the Bears of the aughts, you know, the 2000s Bears, 
man, we had so many great defensive players and one Super Bowl appearance to show yep. for it. And that was 20 years ago almost now. Yeah. It's, believe it's like ancient it's history. Offensive focused and driven. Yeah. Yep. Gosh, so I love my up to the league. Players, but oh, yeah. I, I love That's that. just because you haven't seen a good offensive Bears. Yeah, probably, you're for, probably for right. One year with Tressman. You're probably the Marshall, Marshall Jeffrey year was good. One you're year. Right. You're right. But I mean, I, I'm a, you know, I got that meatball in me of, oh, yeah. Man, what if that there. roster had a real coach that knew what he was oh. doing? They wouldn't have blown the game against Green Bay at the end of the year. Yeah. Because that was all coaching, not picking up the ball and all that stuff. Anyway. Yep. yep. So I, I think back to the contracts, I think Johnson is the most likely guy to be the odd man out because they've also drafted second round corners in the last yep. two years. Yep. So mm. I expect this time tomorrow he'll have signed his extension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no, but are they? But I like him a lot. Like I would, I'd love oh, to try to figure are. out how to keep him. I'm not trying to not keep him. I just think the signs that the, the, the way polls has carried out the last two off seasons, I think he's the guy that's at most risk of not getting it. And like I said, he's missed time each season. And didn't he come out of college with some injury concerns? That's the only reason he was in the second round. Right. And right. then and then he had the weird start with Eberflus. Yeah. Which I think they're all over. They're like it's that's water under the bridge, basically, but I just they don't seem to be that in love with him as a player. Yeah. And and his ball production isn't there. Like it's like he's just a good cover guy. So like it's it, he's really hard to evaluate between all these factors. Kyler Gordon is pretty much set at nickel, right? Like you wouldn't. Yeah, he's him. played really well too in camp. Yeah, so you'd have to find a uh, a corner. Just draft another one. <laughs> so there's another second round cornerback. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a good strategy. Is use your your draft. Uh, uh, your, your your picks on young defenders and don't sign them and then just grab more young defenders. I don't know. Maybe that's... look if 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 the guys on the offense have good years and you keep one or two of them, isn't your offense settled for the next couple of years? You might need a center. I think that's line would be the yeah. Mm -hmm. But like you've got your two guards, you got your two tackles, you've got your two maybe even three or four receivers. You've got a couple running backs. You you hopefully have a QB and you definitely have your tight ends like. You're investing in in edge and corner in the draft next year, probably. Probably. Like, without mm. any, I mean, I'd be stunned if edge wasn't the one of the consensus focuses next year. But at any rate, th this is a tough discussion because these guys are all worthy of something, but it's hard to tell how much. Left tackle, maybe next year. I don't know. He's maybe. not had a good camp. Yes. It doesn't sound like they'll get in bull rush. So that's possible. That's that's a good point. It, yeah, and and he looks better. People like the reporters are saying he looks less baby fat kind of stuff. Okay, uh, like he looks stronger, but he's still getting beat in some of the reps, winning some, and yeah, lot, line could still be a concern. I, I know no one wants to talk about it, but both guards didn't practice today, and they don't have to tell you why yet. Mm -hmm. White hair, you know, rolled a couple ground balls to the quarterback. <sighs> The other position of concern, if you're moving forward, like you mentioned, left tackle, um, that those are question marks, but there's lots of potential, right? Like Braxton Jones has been beat a lot in camp, it sounds like, and Darnell Wright seems to be figuring things out still. Like, it, like the reports and the tweets are like, oh, he stonewalled him on this rep and lost the next kind of stuff. 
But my point by and large, I think you got quite a bit of young players on the offense that you hope pan out, and you're not going to replace them right away, most likely. Yeah. Center's yeah. the only one where you're like, yeah, we need a younger guy there. Uh, you know, so I'm... they're going to focus defense in the next draft. Yeah. I'm shocked they didn't get a center this year still. Uh, there were so many good centers throughout. I hope the that draft. doesn't come back to bite them because yeah. I, was, I was pretty annoyed the whole time about that. I was confident. But otherwise, a great offseason. So yeah, other things good. about about camp. Tyler Scott is crushing it. You know what they say about speed? Mm. Can't coach it, and speed kills. And he just smooth. I've seen some of the clips too, where it, like he just look, he just toasts whoever's trying to cover him one on one. In like the shorts, you know, it's not like Beautiful. they haven't had enough padded practices to really get that wound up about it. But what that'd be an awesome find. Yeah, if that's your receiver four, <laughs> love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then a, not not in targets on the team. You'd still have commit way higher. Tanyan's probably higher. There's a running back that's probably higher. But I'm just saying like a burner to take the top off the defense that is sort of like a developmental guy. And if he has a solid showing, does that help the Mooney decision? Yeah. The small quick guy's backup is right there. Yeah, I, the, these are all things that are going to be yet to be determined. And why we may not get that wide receiver extension before camps out. I think it's the toughest position for them to to do that with right now. I I, just, I still think where Justin is, you want I'd still continuity. keep one for sure. Yeah, yeah and I like Mooney a lot. And Mooney was yep. like the best weapon on some bad teams. Yep. He plays hard. Character's great. I think it's it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. I will be happy if they extend him. Yep. I am not convinced that they will just yet. Plus, maybe they want to see how his his – his uh, burst is after the injury too. Like he, true. I mean, it, he looked good. The, the practices he's been in, I know that people were saying he looked fast and no ill effects. Um, other camp stars are Tara Lewis, as I mentioned on the other side of the ball, he's been playing really well. Eddie Jackson is bristling with confidence about the defense. Yeah, he's gonna have the best year of safety he's ever had, right? Yeah, he says that every year. I like his <laughs> optimism. Demarcus Walker brings a sort of intensity that the pushover Bears last year didn't have. Yep. Edmonds is really good. He, he had the day off today too. But like Fields was talking yesterday about how it's a pain trying to throw over him. Oh, which good. we talked about as the reason they signed him. Yep. The big annoying tall guy in the cover twos, the Erlocker role. We've yeah, we've seen it work. <laughs> no pressure, Tremaine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess this is the only other thing I want to say about camp besides that it's too early to get worked up, but it's fun that it's back. And it's even more fun that it's not every day trying to talk yourself off the ledge with the offense. Yeah. They lost yesterday. They won-ish today. They've had some good and some bad. That's what it should be like. Mm -hmm. Greg Gabriel, who I frequently disagree with, has had a couple doozies of, on, on this topic. Where he's like, the defense better when it's fair share this early in camp or it's going to be a long year. They're always ahead of the offense. right? right. He's a guy who was in the NFL business forever. And then he, he totally chided the Chicago media for freaking out about yesterday's practice where the offense wasn't as sharp. And he's like, I was in the New York market for however many years. He's like, the Chicago media has got more negative types with crap takes. They actually called him uh, the B word, which I'm trying to keep it PG. Oh, yeah. Not on this family. You know, history. cousin Nate listens in the car cousin with the children. Yes. Right. So he, he like lit up the Chicago media and I was like, 
He's talking about Dan Weeder. I know he's talking about <laughs> yes, Dan Yes, yeah, that's where my mind first went. It, they're just some of these guys. They're just so ready to be miserable and angry. I don't understand why. You know, like, oh, there we go again. You know, there's a. I have a Facebook friend who uh, anytime the you know I'm pretty excited about the Cubs. Well, except now today it looks like they're crashing back to. Oh yeah, well you're playing the Braves. Good yeah. luck with that. Seven nothing after five. Mercy, the Braves are scary, man. They yeah. just go <laughs> ballistic on you. Seven runs, game over. But it's like wow, the... seven run inning even. I just looked at the box score. Sorry. So many of us Chicago fans have. It's a weird defense mechanism to like expect the worst and not be happy until we get that worse and like see i was right they're bad and i was right i don't understand that it's just so so it's a i do kind of it's a horrible fans. way to be a sports fan it is i think that you know i've had the joke with cousin nate forever about how Never they can't hurt it. us if we don't get our hopes up you know <laughs> and how dangerous and deadly hope can be yeah that's like tongue-in-cheek but i'm not a professional paid to cover the team and be like as objective as possible yes correct and that's not being objective yeah mm-hmm. i need a whole lot more of you to go to the buy me a coffee for me to be a professional paid to be objective about the team correct yeah <laughs> buy me a coffee.com slash <laughs> underscore educated this advertisement brought to you no. get yourself so, a t-shirt we'll send you a t-shirt people like I, I, with Weeder specifically or anyone i guess like him yep. they're paid to cover the team so they're spending way more time on the bears than we are even. And they choose to be miserable the whole time. That's, That's what, what really gets me. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand that. The only thing I can think is either one, it's just the personality. Potash had a bunch of negative ones too, even though he can sometimes be funny. Or it's negative clicks, negative tweets get more clicks. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. There's probably a psychological thing on that. Yeah. But. Yeah, I thought it was funny that snarky, curmudgeonly Greg Gabriel, who usually chides the fans in ways that I think are kind of ridiculous, totally let the Chicago media have it. And I was like, okay. Beautiful. I see you, Greg. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you like to be on a podcast? Yeah, if you know, if they learn to win, do the Bears have DJ Moore? No. That's why I keep saying Dan Weeder is not allowed to cover DJ. Maybe <laughs> that's why he's upset. That could be. He was wrong. See, he was wrong. And it's more important to be miserable and right than to say, hey, I was wrong. This really worked out well for the Bears. And it's just that certain people like him and a couple others are just so quick to like jump on the negative tweet and not give you the yeah. balance right yeah. that's why i like adam john so much and fishbane's really good and hoag's back to being pretty good he kind of was weird yeah, last year yeah. he's still he's in time this summer me. yeah i understand that i do but like john let's just stick with john's because i think everyone basically agrees he's the best on the beat he's not gonna sugarcoat it mm-hmm. but he's not gonna freak out either and i i just you know i, I know he has Frankly, anyone on the radio has to talk too much. They're bound to say some dumb things from time to time. But Parkins calling in on an off day, dealing with the tragedy in his family, I believe, just to point out how stupid it was that the Bears had to win, learn to win right now. Have you lost your mind? I will forever love him for that. Do you watch 
football. It's a fantastic radio moment. That and it be. still resonates with me regarding last year's Bears. Yeah. Do they need to learn to win this year? I don't know if they need to learn to do it. They just need to win. I don't what what is learning to win? Do you think that like when they win a couple games, they're gonna just be like always perfect now in the two minute drill? <laughs> like that's it. We learned. It's mm-hmm. over and done. It's yeah, all stupid. It's, they yeah. need to win more games than last year. I don't care whether well, it's yeah, learning. Yeah, it was only it. three. Do it. Yeah. It's it's like Yoda, right? Do or do not. There is no try. You are reckless. You, uh, you had me at Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. we could we could contrast that with Homer Simpson's trying is the first step to failure. Exactly. That's, I I was gonna say <laughs> that when you mentioned. Go do that. the winning. Just <laughs> win, baby. There Let's watch TV. What's on? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> not the Cubs right now. No, not the Cubs. I better apologize to Bart Barber. Shouldn't die. That's an inside joke. Sorry to. No, the Lord had his back. Or yes, the sports gods or something. <laughs> yeah, you better get on that before <laughs> tomorrow's game. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, what else you got? You want to... Uh... I think what? we'll shoot to... I, I don't know. Do you want to record before or just after the preseason game? Let's, let's do after this first one. Because hardly anyone's going to play, right? Oh, yeah. All of them. Hard. And there's only three still, right? Is that... So, like, the second one matters the most. Yeah. It, we should do, like, after each of them, though. I think we're so. going to watch the majority of it just because, you know, we care about the rookies and stuff like that. And we should try. Oh, uh, that's because, a dangerous word. We just I know. This. Well, because, uh, you know, we're older. I'm an old man. We're old. I'm older than you, right? Yeah, I'm a few years older than you. We should try this new uh, live stream setup that my teenage sons are helping me put together. Maybe we should try that on one of the... Uh, uh, one of these post games on our YouTube channel, people. Okay, so let's say our first YouTube will be after the Bears' first preseason game, which is August twelfth against Tennessee. Oh, right here in my backyard. That's a twelve p.m. No, Soldier Field's not in your backyard. Tennessee's in your backyard. Oh, for some reason I thought they were <laughs> in Tennessee for that no, game. It's at Soldier's Field, my friend. What time of day? It's at 12, so that's got to be a Sunday then, right? No, it's a Saturday. It's just because oh, it's preseason weirdness. All right. Yeah. You want to try it? Let's try it. We'll try our live stream. We'll do a test run first just to make sure it works. Nah, this is the test run. It's this the is the test run? Okay. Yeah, it's the preseason. Okay, we'll so do it. See my kids and who knows what else will happen. So the next time people hear from us, it'll be on a live stream. Apparently. Wow. Okay. Cool. Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure, stay calm. And I can I can post it to the YouTube channel afterwards too, so it'll be there for all posterity. Yeah. Are your kids gonna produce for us? I hope so. We get who's gonna moderate the comments? Uh, I'll I'll get my son, my sixteen year old. He's good at that. What comments is the proper answer? <laughs> I expect Buddy Brian. That's right. Student Tim, Nate. Wheaton Buddy Brian. And all you bots on Spotify. That's right. <laughs> bots on <Okay>. Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. How about all these uh, you know, models that are sending me friend requests on <laughs> and Instagram? Like, hey, oh, man. how you doing? Yeah. Oh my. I love your podcast. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> 
I bet you do. That does not satisfy my logic circuits. All right. Well, now that you know what's coming up next, we will see you next Saturday. Might even be that same day as the game or Sunday, one of the two. For that, we'll obviously tweet out the times for those of you that do want to check out the live stream. Otherwise, follow us on Twitter at barely underscore educated, and we will see you in about a week. Shut up, Tim! Oh my. He is the chosen one. My Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears. You suck, Chris. I love the Bears.